0: Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time.
1: Welcome to lead time. This is Tim Allman here with Jacob Bessling and we are pumped. We pray that today is a day that you have a lot of energy and passion for all that Jesus is calling you into. Probably listening on a Monday, second most productive day of the week. You may have a case of the Mondays. Dude, it could be Saturday morning at 2 a.m. It could be Saturday. I don't even know. But these come out on Monday. That's why I'm bringing this up. So you may have a case of the Mondays, a little down. I hope this lifts you up and gives you great joy. We live in a visual world. We live in a digital media world where 7-year-olds, I don't know if you've heard this, 7-year-olds can make $22 million a year on YouTube by simply opening and playing (laughs) with... toys. You got to check out Ryan, this kid Ryan on YouTube. My son watches him. He's, oh yeah, I heard of Ryan. We are inundated with visual storytelling to market the greatest products, increasing in all of us a discontent for our current reality. We can live in other alternative realities. I want, I need, I wish I were like them. We can get so caught up in the narratives of this world that insecurity and comparison, it may steal joy. The joy that's centered in Jesus. The story that Jesus is writing in each one of our lives. We often live vicariously through the stories of others. Instead of living life, we watch life. We live in an interesting time. Don't we, Jake? Oh, so, so good. So good. Yeah. And you'd think that with all the access to all these stories, the how to's, you can find anything on Google, you know, all these how to's hoping to make our lives better, more progressive that we would be progressing as a society. Unfortunately, internally, Many of us are unraveling at the seams. Depression is on the rise. The opioid epidemic, it's drastically increasing. I mean, you hear of suicides and attempted suicides far too frequently. Uh, We are unraveling at the seams as a society. And especially in this, we're recording in Advent. You may be listening in January. We pray for Jesus to come and make all things new. Therefore, today, we would like to explore how stories... Because we are intimately connected to the greatest story of all time, the story of hope centered in the person of Jesus. Stories told by the church can be used by God to put people who are unraveling, put them back together again. Amen. We have Todd Freeman here with us, and he's going to be on our show today.
0: He's actually the uh, brilliance behind making all of this sound good yes making Mm -hmm. the levels correct and getting it on the airwaves so we appreciate that todd Mm -hmm. todd has been on our staff at christ greenfield lutheran church and school in gilbert arizona for over one year and he's really amplified our storytelling capabilities in our church uh todd you're a passionate kind and mission-minded uh cinematic director and producer um at christ greenfield we're so blessed to have you um on our team and our church and school Todd, tell us a bit of your story as we kick off here. Uh, take us back maybe to how you developed um, that love for movie and film and some of the movies you've worked on in the past and really how Jesus led you right here to Christ Greenfield. Welcome. Uh,
2: well, thank you and thanks for having me. I'm sort of humbled by the opportunity. Uh, long story short, my dad is, uh, well was, he just... Um, mm-hmm. He just retired. recently retired and moved down to Arizona, but he was a Baptist minister mm. and uh, also a movie lover. Mm. <laughs> I know it's sort of a <clears throat> odd combination, but it led to my interest in story- storytelling, as well as uh, my passion uh, for Jesus. So, let me set the scene. Set it's it. It's a sa- it's a it's a Saturday night, and my dad had an old movie projector, and he would reel up uh these these uh old movies you know some of them the old were, time reels man well yeah and so, some of them were you know you know scary movies and all huh. sorts of stuff i think i saw like Night Living Dead when I was 6 years old. <laughs> dad, why would you do that? Well, it's one of those things that, you know, we joke about a lot. It's like, man, that's that's very odd, dad. So I'd watch I'd watch Night but Living Dead. You. Well, yeah. Me. Yeah, absolutely because he would reel this uh this projector up and then he would tell us before we watched the movie, he would tell us sort of the story of the making of the movie. Huh. And he had read books and all of these things and he would tell us, you know, what kind of problems the production had, and wow. all of these different, you know, sort of crazy war stories about uh, making movies. And, uh, and so we would get like a context of the making of the movie before we watched it. And I think a lot of that had to do with why, Mm. you know, we weren't sort of permanently scarred by watching, you know, something so scary, (laughs) so young, because he would tell us how, you know, the special effects were done and, Uh you know, and what happened with the movie afterwards and sort of the cultural context of the movie and the times in which the movie was made and just sort of all of these crazy things. Uh. And then we'd watch the movie. Uh, we'd get to sleep eventually. <laughs> and then uh, the next morning, we'd be up bright and early and we'd be heading out to church, and dad would be preaching. And <laughs> so we just sort of were raised in this sort of very odd film and church and Jesus.
1: So- World. Yeah, the whole time you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking, did he go to Redbox and get these? Where does he get these 16 millimeter reels? Well, to back, show? back in the day, sort of, so they
2: had these, um, like in movie magazines, in the back, there would be sort of ads for people who were selling certain prints, and wow. then there were clubs, and then they would write okay. letters, and just all he would right. get all of the, he would trade movies. And then he would also, you know, purchase new ones and just all sorts Does of crazy, all crazy stuff. He doesn't anymore. Oh. Sadly, it would but, be worth um,
1: maybe money.
2: Uh, well, yeah, but I think a lot of it, you know, uh, when VHS and things yeah. started coming out, it's, it was a lot easier to just sort of get a lot of the movies in in that way. Yeah. So dude,
1: legit. Yeah. <clears throat> keep us going on your story then. I mean, you've been in the film industry for a long, long time. How did he get to that point?
2: Um, well, So my brother and I developed a pretty intense passion for making movies, so we went to film school uh, pretty much back-to-back in California, and I made my first feature film when I was 21.
0: What Uh, was that all about?
2: uh, (laughs) uh, It's kind of hard to explain. It's not very good, so (laughs) that's probably the reason it's not easy to encapsulate. (laughs) It's awesomosity (laughs) completely in a short— Was there a title? Yeah, it was called Raynard the Fox.
0: Um, Raynard the Fox.
2: Based on an old folktale, uh, Raynard okay. the Fox. So, Excellent. Uh, yeah, and since then, I've uh, sort of produced and written and directed, I think, over 15 feature length films and a handful of shorts as well. Everything from horror and crime <laughs> dramas and to also producing, writing, and directing uh, a few. Christian films over the past yeah. two years. Have
0: you done Christian horror at all? Is that is I, that a genre? I have. Whoa. strangely enough, and this is a great segue, and this is a great segue.
2: My dad actually wrote a book called "My Soul to Take," mm-hmm. and we uh, and it was uh, about his experience at one of his churches where he was uh, confronted by a group of Satanists. And they wanted the, uh, my, my mom's sister, uh, to become a part of the cult and all of this crazy stuff. So anyways, we had the opportunity to make that into a movie and it, uh, you can buy it anywhere online. That's amazing. It's called wake before I die.
1: Very cool. So, I mean, that's awful, but very cool at the same time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a, it's a really compelling story and I love it sort of creepy as well. So,
1: so full disclosure, Todd is a cousin by marriage in my world and has been around in my life for, you know, last 15, 20 years. And it's been neat to see your, your journey and you were crucial in helping my dad tell the story of adoption of my youngest brother and, uh, together for good. You were a blessing there. Was that your first, this would have been gosh, 2008 or so was that your first christian film that you've been a part of uh
2: yes yeah i i i think mm. so and uh, i came on sort of early on in the pro uh the process and helped them sort of shape the story into what it ended up becoming and then we shot uh the movie over i think about a month mm. one summer in 2008 i believe wow. yeah
0: Wow. Well, we have sermons on Sunday and you're making bumper videos for them and you're telling different stories from the Bible. I mean, how did you kind of journey toward Christ Greenfield? How did God lead you here?
2: Um, Well, (laughs) uh, it was sort of a whirlwind and I'll try and uh, include everything, but also, you know, not necessarily take forever in a day uh we i was in oregon riding and flying to montreal to pitch a couple new projects to industry leaders in the frontiers at the frontiers market and we had been fostering a young man our our uh son kagan mm-hmm. uh and he had lost everyone in his family uh his mom died and his aunt died and his grandma died all in a one week period oh my uh all from unrelated uh <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Uh and uh Sarah was his teacher uh during that time and he went into a foster care situation that was um sort of not good. Yeah. He was locked in his room and all sorts of things overnight. Crazy trauma. Yeah. Um so Uh, I had sort of a moment, uh, where I was really stressed out, not knowing how I was going to go and make sort of these bigger budget movies that I was dreaming of. Mm. And, uh, also help our kids to adjust to a new family member, uh, with special needs. And I was eating a lot to cope with the stress Mm. and had gained a lot of weight in a pretty short amount of time. Um, I don't think I knew, I don't think you saw me during that time. I did. It was, yeah, I was. Uh, about 275 pounds there towards, yeah. uh, that time. Um, and then we, uh, went on a trip down here to Arizona. Uh, my wife, Sarah, her, uh, parents live down here. And, uh, on that trip, we decided that maybe we needed to get out of the Pacific Northwest. We were in Portland at the time. And, uh, we had an opportunity to move to Las Vegas, for one year, in between uh, Oregon and when we planned on moving down here to Gilbert, it gave us an opportunity to bond uh, with our with our new son. Sort of out in the middle of nor- nowhere, we mm-hmm. had just adopted him, and thought it'd be a good idea to get him out of his. Um, he has some family mm-hmm. up in Oregon who weren't uh, necessarily good influences. They're in and out of prison, a lot of drug use in the family and all sorts of stuff. So we decided to go to Vegas for a year. Uh, and then uh, I started meditating while in, um, in, in Vegas and doing morning and evening, evening devotions. Wow. Uh, I was running four miles a day and eating pretty much just uh, grilled meat, vegetables and fruit. And, uh, I, while, even though I continued to do some rewrites on a project that I was developing for the first time, I sort of opened up my life to Jesus and, uh, wanted to see where he would lead me in this new direction as I was having, um, these feelings of new beginnings and all of that good stuff. Todd, that's amazing, dude.
1: Uh, our listener needs to pause and just meditate on the ups and downs of life. Life is filled with desert and fruitful seasons. And God took you through a desert season, Vegas, and he brought you into another season of saying, you know what? There's more for me. I got to monitor my body. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want to give my life away and start to dream new dreams. And before we even get there, you got to go back and to say one of the main catalysts for you and for Sarah was inviting Kagan into your life. Absolutely. And walking through the pain and trauma of other people and then putting your own kind of world in an appropriate perspective and then saying, all right, now's, now's the time to get after it. Yeah. Jesus, I'm yours. Absolutely. So what was, I mean, was there a moment where you kind of pause and says, and said, I I want to glorify God with everything I've had, I have right now?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think so. A lot uh, during that time, we were sort of going to this non-denominational church there in Vegas. And, um, and they were producing videos sort of on a, mm-hmm. on a higher level. Um, and I started, uh, you know, as I was sort of, um, I don't want to say training, but I, I, I felt like I was, I felt like it was sort of, um, just taking care of myself and taking care of my heart and my soul and my body and all of these things. And 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 as I was reading through the, the, the Bible, God, I, I, I felt like started to say, like, you know, maybe you need to start looking at how you can, um <laughs> I don't want to say it this way, but just shut up for a minute uh. and just be quiet and stop trying to go after all of these things that you want and maybe uh look to me for a minute and serve me. And so uh I reached out to actually the media director at that church and he uh I sent him some th- some things that I had done mm-hmm. and those kind of things and he uh never never got back to me. Wow. So I reached out to him maybe two, three weeks later, I was kind of discouraged. And I'm like, so, you know, what's, 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 what's happening? You know, I'd love to spend a few hours a week sort of helping you guys out and helping produce things. And, and, uh, he said, honestly, I looked through all of your stuff. I even sent it to a couple of my friends around the country and I didn't know what to do with you. Wow. Because, uh, people when people come to me they're you know they they have next to no experience and then i <laughs> sort of show them and you came in and you get you essentially showed me this real of these you know you know movies that i can go rent anywhere and all of this stuff and mm. and i <clears throat> for a brief moment was a little discouraged thinking that maybe i was overqualified to serve jesus in that way mm. um and then we uh Right after that, Sarah had actually uh, gotten the job, a job here at the at the school as the fourth grade teacher. And we came down and visited and I had coffee with Tim and sort of told him that story. And I was mad. (laughs) He can. I mean,
1: and here's why. Can I just pause? I mean, do you have room in your world as a leader to say someone may come in that's better than me, that surpasses me? FYI, John the Baptist, most righteous man. There's one that's coming after me. And when that person pops into your life, are you so because I have to get behind the curtain there a little bit, a little bit of threat or is this guy going to take my job? I don't even know. Um, and, and instead of saying, no, I'm going to dream a dream with this guy and and invite him into something. Do you have that space in your world leader for the person who may exceed you in whatever you think you're good at? Yeah, so we saw that in you, and had a space for you, and uh, you've hit the ground running. So yeah, continue. Yeah. So I mean, if you're out there locally and you're better than Todd, come and tell him. Oh,
0: uh, we uh, can uh, use you on this well, team. Uh,
2: absolutely. He's yeah. he's been through that. He's and, experienced that. And, uh, yes, yeah. I know through uh, from experience. <laughs> Who's your
0: apprentice? Who you raising up? And uh, Todd's doing that here at Chris Greenfield because you don't want anyone else to feel that same way that their gifts can't be used. And I mean, that's just the power. A lot of lay people that aren't paid to be pastors or youth ministers, they're untapped resources. And they're like, I don't know if the church can really use my gifts. Mm. Yes. Yes, we can. Yes, Jesus needs them. He's given to uh, you those gifts in the first place. So come and see us, see your local leader and ask them, hey, how can I be used? And I pray that they would receive it well, unlike what we just
1: experienced and heard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, Todd, you've worked with professional actors um, and, and dudes like us amateur hour dudes like Jake and I, and you've been amazing. Uh, you have an incredible ability to make people feel comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, there's something that changes though, when people move, and this is, I want to get into the psychology here, something that changes when people move from doing a selfie video to having a slightly bigger lens in front of them. So in your world, shooting videos consistently, how do you help people stay comfortable? Um.
2: Well, I, I think it's different, you know, if it's something to where it's, um, if it's, um, somebody who's not necessarily wanting to be there (laughs) on camera, uh, but a lot of times I think it's just how comfortable I think that I look behind the camera. Yep. Uh, I hate being on the other side of the camera, so I don't like, uh, I, even though I've had to act in the past, you're a very uh, good. Actor, actually. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't necessarily love it. So I think I, I can pretty easily put the, uh, people's minds at ease because they can see that I maybe, don't like it either <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah you do and uh you make me and us feel super comfortable and and you're a gift so what yeah would, i mean i like yeah. your classic line every time i mess up you know it's like it's okay that's okay it's
2: okay
0: it's okay well and not I, man you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> you well, suck
2: yeah no it's I, okay it's yeah,
0: okay yeah you have a good calm ease of that and making people feel invited into this and then I'm now, a, I can do this. I can, I can figure this out. And then they get to see it and you make it even better and they see it online or they see it up front and it's being used
1: for God's glory. It's really cool. Yeah. So what word of advice, Todd, would you give to churches who look at your work and think, wow, must be nice to be at Chris Greenfield. I wish we mm-hmm. had a uh, Todd you produce like in a day a busy video that we put out on Facebook recently. And, and, uh, it's, it's amazing to have you as a resource, but what would you say to churches to say, we don't have a Todd, what helpful steps could a smaller church, uh, or a smaller organization take to be better visual storytellers?
2: Uh, I've always thought it's sort of important to focus on what you do have and not necessarily what you d- don't have. Abundant so. <laughs> or
1: scarcity mindset. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So uh, if you can get a camera and some editing equipment and someone who has an interest in either movies or technology or even photography, I think you've got the start of, of something that's important and special. God's going to do what he does. Everything I do can be learned relatively easily. Just like anything, you know, sort of build a team, empower them to create stories for jesus and if they're plugged into jesus then the rest is pretty much easy
0: that's so good i mean we actually at christ greenfall started with a basic camera and then one 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 dude and gal that just started doing it on our staff uh, and even before that lay people and then it just kept developing developing over time so we, uh, we're thankful for all those people before that had put in this kind of slow growth and a lot of them didn't even know necessarily what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but then you pick up more and, and people grow in that passion. And then, um, before you know it, you have a, you have a Todd and team. So it's so good. You have helped other churches tell their story with visual storytelling. Thanks for doing that. Talk about the power of collaboration then for visual storytelling in churches of all sizes and different expressions.
2: Um, well, I I learned a long time ago in the sort of even just the movie making process that mm. it's not really something that you, sh- you can really tackle alone. <laughs> uh, there are parts of the process that one person will have to oversee to get the ball rolling. Like, you know, sort of it's got to start with either a script or a shot list or those kind of things. Uh,
1: oh, Hello a lady by the name of Christina was calling me and I hung up MJ on she Just
0: hung up. Thanks bud. Christina, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Continue to,
2: uh, I think it looks different for every person and every part of the process, but, uh, without a team, a movie or visual presentation is I think just an exercise in ego. And I think uh, you're uh, I think if it's just one person, you don't have anybody to mm-hmm. to bounce things off of. And then it becomes sort of what one person wants and not necessarily what uh, is is needed. So
0: awesome. What's your favorite movie that you've ever worked on that you've been a part of that project? I mean, what's your favorite moment thus far in visual storytelling for the church? Um well for uh, m- movie
2: wise like my own movies um my my favorite experience is probably uh my last the last feature film that I made I was I was able to uh it was all shot in a prison yeah we were shoot, so. shooting this movie in 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 prison and I was even uh Staying in an RV that was locked in the prison overnight, so for almost a month, Whoa. I was you in were in prison, a prison. <laughs>
1: you in stayed an RV. overnight, yeah, in it was, an RV
2: out, yeah, back. yeah, and it was just just me. What? Yeah. That sounds awful. How'd you feel? Oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you're know, you sort of in the, in the, you're in the environment. You're in the, yeah. You're in the, in the moment, you know, and I would, I would get to sleep pretty fast and then wake up early. And I was usually had about two hours before anybody showed up. So I could wow. sort of walk through the scenes and walk through what we were going to be doing for the day. It was Pretty magical.
0: What and, do the inmates think of you? Yeah. You, well, it it was it,
2: it was an abandoned prison.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought I was picturing a no, house.
2: no. It was an abandoned prison, which That's is sweet. very, very, very scary,
1: hard, <laughs> hard to find. That's what I was thinking.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, in Oregon there was a there was a prison that was that was financed to be built, and then as soon as it was built, it was not financed to be run. Mm. Which wow. Is the,
1: so no uh, one ever.
2: No one ever stepped How's foot it? in, except they do that with high. churches
0: too. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: That's cool, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and here at the church, probably my, my, my favorite thing that I've done was probably making a sermon bumper, uh, yeah. last, uh, earlier this year with, with my daughter yeah. January. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. The be careful series. And just, uh, I still, I heard about
0: it. that yesterday. Someone's talking about that video <laughs> with his well, daughter every, talking
2: about every, everyone sees Faye running around and going, that oh girl's goodness up goodness. to no good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, she was. We were talking about sexual purity and she had a, uh, she was in like a Barnes and Noble yeah. and, uh, Saw some things, and she was like really intense. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. She's a great little actress. So I, I, I think that that was probably my favorite, and I'm looking forward to maybe doing some more stuff with her and uh, my other kids.
1: <laughs> Sweet, come down to home stretch. Let let's shift gears here a little bit. You are Todd, one of the most prompt and professional email communicators I have ever worked with. No joke. Over the last uh, year, you were managing a lot of different schedules and personalities. You're amazing. So give our listeners some tips for how you organize your work. Most of your work is independently driven, both prior to coming to Christ Greenfield and here, obviously, you're not punching a time clock. You're just getting it done based on your own schedule. Um, so how do you stay on top of your emails and just your schedule in general? Give us some tips.
2: <clears throat> well, I think most of it just sort of goes back to the uh, sort of the in- independent film uh, model of sort of the Sanity of uh, everything that goes on during a movie shoot. A lot of things are thrown at you. A lot of problems are thrown at you. A lot of schedule changes are thrown at you. The hours, Just like are, working
1: <laughs> in the church. Yeah, Just yeah, like the church, yeah, 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 and God the, prepared you there.
2: And the hours are 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 long, and everything's hard, and you're tired, and and <laughs> if when you know you're producing and directing, you're sort of having to uh, help others find the strength to continue to go sort of through the muck and the mire to get to the truth of you know whatever story you're trying to tell so I would say that you know on a week to week basis I think it's a lot about sort of I I like to get the bones of the week sort of prior with uh, sort of scheduling shoots that happen every week and then editing that happens every week and then I sort of just open the floodgates and fill in the meat around the bones.
1: (laughs) And the meat fills in, especially in the church quite a bit. So I don't know if we got you talking about this, but talk weekly about the different videos that you're producing here at Christ Greenfield. Um, Well,
2: so there's uh, the, the journey news that we do, which is sort of an intro and outro that we do welcoming guests. um, And then an outro sort of telling them, you know, Uh, what's going on the rest of the week and then there are announcements uh, that we film as well and then a sermon preview which is sort of an encapsulated one minute description of the the sermon that's going to be coming the week after and then uh, also sermon bumpers where we do something that's before a sermon that sort of is inspired by what uh, the topic is about and then also we uh, do some Bigger sort of sermon trailers that sort of show an overall arc of what the series uh, of sermons is going to be like,
0: and that's just week in week out. That's crazy. And then we have listeners maybe that know a lot about cameras and or programming, editing stuff. Like, what are you using these days? What's hot? Um,
2: well, uh, we're, uh, we're. Uh, I I actually just got. Um, uh, Red Raven, Red which Raven. is sort of a... That's that new
0: camera you're using?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a cinema sort of movie camera. So okay. we're able to make things a little bit more cinematic. And then we, I also just got the new Black Magic.
0: Man, these uh, are some okay. cool names. Is this legal stuff? Red Raven, Black <laughs> Magic. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and uh, I added on um, just Adobe Premiere and, and the Adobe products for use a lot of the Adobe stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if there's any listener who's like, uh, we don't have a whole lot of that and we probably wouldn't do all of that. I mean, it sounds like a lot. Could they contact you? We'll put your your contact and and share some of our our practices. Yeah,
2: definitely. I'm more than happy to to share everything that uh, I've got going on.
1: From equipment to expertise to how you make your whole week work. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So reach out to Todd for sure. That's awesome. And it just occurred to me, listeners, if you like the, uh,
0: the, uh, the female voice and the intro of all of these yeah. that's Todd's wife Sarah Sarah she has a great voice she no,
2: well, she's also easily accessible for recording <laughs> there it is there it is
0: we like to ask as you know um our guests on lead time three questions on the down the home stretch as well so first who are you apprenticing and who is apprenticing you <laughs> Well I'm I'm apprenticing
2: a few people, but I'm not totally sure that they're Nowhere. knowing that uh, they're Come being apprenticed. Apprentice. So, <laughs> yes. so I'm not I'm not gonna spooks, My Padawan learner. I'm not gonna spook them away by uh <laughs> dropping their, their name. Dropping their okay, name but okay. um I'm just trying to open up the door to what we do and see and just sort of give them opportunities to plug in in this way. Um let's see. What what was the Who's second apprenticing part? you? Oh well I would say well, Yeah, no big surprise. But my dad is sort of a a huge Hmm. um, influence on me, not only spiritually, but with movies and just sort of the the process by which all things um, are going in my life. That's
0: so cool. Like he's still um, you're still apprenticing him. You're still learning from him.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. And then I also have uh, an old film uh, producing directing friend. He was uh, my teacher. In college, and I, I talk to him weekly as well.
1: Life is best in community. What books are you reading right now?
2: Uh, I'm revisiting a uh, biography of uh, a, a filmmaker that made movies in the 40s, 50s, and mm. 60s named Samuel Fuller, <laughs> and sort of just the stories of how uh, he overcame adversity in the, in the movie business and started mm. making sort of these B-movies on his own and oh, cool. that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Any movies we would have heard of or, uh, pr- probably, probably not, probably
2: not. No, but yeah, his name was Samuel Fuller and uh, that's actually our, our son's name right. is Samuel Fuller. Fuller. So yeah. we'll so check good.
0: it out guys to, uh, to close what word of advice would you give to young leaders open to exploring visual storytelling?
2: Well, I think it's probably the same as, as most things. Um, some days, Maybe even some years will seem like it's impossible. Just like anything in life, you have to work really hard at it. Uh, most of the time when you start, you'll be doing it alone. Reach out to others with similar interests and go out and do it. Technology's at a place right now that it's just about anybody can make a movie for little to next to no money. And uh, just follow his will, and he'll take you wherever he wants to go. And believe me, that's the only place you want to be.
1: Todd, it's amen. Where he I I am amazed at The journey Jesus has led you on, your passion for just using your gifts, you are a quintessential, rarely use that word, servant leader. I mean that, man. Crazy gifted, really, really crazy gifted, and yet one of the most humble people I know. And listener, I know you've even heard that as he shares his story. He even has a little bit of reluctance to even go into details of the actors. We could ask about the different actors he's worked with and the directors, which you may have heard of that have influenced him, And, and yet he's just a uh, servant of the Lord given of his gifts and, and leveraging them now for kingdom purposes. It's powerful, right? Jake. Yeah. And your resiliency to um, be open then to other churches and other
0: people using that gift for God's glory, not just saying I'm done with the church because it didn't work out using your gifts in one spot. And then to say, I'm going to help my body and soul and heart and, and mind in this moment of reflection when you were running and eating vegetables and, you know, get good food and all that, as you still do. And then reading the Bible kind of really intensely, maybe for one of the first times in your life um, and being really open to God. So listener, your journey is not complete and God can still use you in incredible ways and elevated ways to reach the people you want to, especially through visual storytelling. So good. And next time on on
1: lead time, Jake and I will be having a conversation about what it looks to looks like to lead like Jesus lead like Jesus. Uh, come back for that one, Todd. You have uh, blessed us, blessed our listeners, and please join us next time on Lead Time. Peace. Peace out. Have a good one. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.